This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you for tuning in to another episode today. Feel free to rate, share, subscribe to the podcast. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's get it. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. I have another special guest, as always, and I always say that, but it is true. And uh, super excited to have this guy on. Uh, we go back uh, in high school training together. Uh, we swam together, had a lot of hard, grueling practices together, um, a lot of tears, but a lot of laughs and just um, different meets and, and traveling all around, um, you know, pursuing what we love. And it was swimming and we went to different high schools. Obviously, I'm right town. He was at least I'm at North, um, but it's crazy coming back here in the studio in my room um really just talking about where we're at in life pursuing our passions and and also just a lot of good takeaways with business and so i want to introduce you guys to the one and only xander davidson man thank you so much for having me of course dude this is um you're probably one of my biggest fans so (laughs) i am yeah (laughs) yeah so um this guy um you know got me he he got here and he got me two mugs purpose passion and coffee mugs um with christian j lynch on it and then he got me some stickers so i'm all about coffee and uh, we were actually sipping on post coffee from the local East summit. And, uh, it's just, it's just a really good time to have him on here and just talk about, you know, what he loves doing and, and hopefully to provide some decent value for the audience <laughs> as always. That's what we try to strive to do. Um, but yeah, man, go ahead and Xander, tell them about like what you're kind of doing right now with, with your business. Yeah. So and, and break it down too for them. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, I run a, uh, travel nurse staffing agency, Um, so we staff nurses, uh, all throughout the country. Um, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's a little bit more complicated working with the hospitals and all that, but day to day it's, it's working with the nurses and, uh, you know, keeping them safe, especially during COVID and, and just helping out, helping out this virus. Yeah. Yeah. um, So what, and you started that, what was it last March? Yeah. So I started it, uh, March, 2020. So right when COVID hit, uh, no correlation, it, we started yeah. it. And then about three weeks later, COVID hit and it really hurt the business quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really hard to get off the ground, but now, uh, now we're doing a lot better. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of using the, the COVID wave, um, to some positive and, and getting us some more nurses. So. Yeah. No, I can only imagine with COVID stuff. I was, we're talking before going on, on air with just like, you know, my business with, you know, lawn care landscape, which is mm-hmm. kind of like when you start to grow thing or grow something or start something. And then it's just like, oh my goodness, like why COVID this year? Like why have all the years am I doing that? You know? So, um, but so what, what, why traveling nursing and why that agency? Like you have all the things that you could pick from, like why this? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. Um, I just couldn't find what I what I wanted to do. Uh, my uncle, uh, who was my co-owner, um, he was a travel nurse, and he called me up one day and um, really, really pissed. <laughs> and he found out that the agency he was with was making a lot of money off of him, and he was getting like not even half the money that they were getting. So you know they were making thousands of dollars a week off of him. And he was so upset. He's like, I want to start a, uh, a travel nurse staffing agency and I want to provide a service to the nurses that they, that they deserve and give them the money um, that, that they deserve because they're out there on the front line. And so I was like, let me call you back because <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, want, I want you to do this. I was like, let me call you back. So I spent the entire weekend 
at my computer, never left my computer. And I just did market research the entire weekend. And I was like, there's a hole here. He's right. I mean, there's nobody's doing this. And this is something that we can, we can take advantage of in a good way. And so I called him that Monday and I was like, I'm in and I never looked back. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know anything about the industry at the time. And so I, I mean, anything I could consume, I just, I read, I, I listened to podcasts. I, I learned every single detail about this market. And then once that was ready, we just hit it hard and yeah. we just never stopped. So yeah. do you think that's super important for anyone that they could, you know, it's just, there's so much education out there mm -hmm. it's for free is that you would you highly advocate for listening to podcasts youtube videos finding people that are in industries and just talking or reading books oh yeah for sure for sure um yeah i mean you as a per anyone as a person is always learning and you will not be successful if you think that you know better than everyone and you think that you know so definitely i constantly consume and learn anything you can get your hands on anytime someone ever gives you advice you know even if you don't think it's you know, good advice, just kind of look at it from their perspective, where have they been to, uh, to come up with that. And so, yeah, I highly recommend I'm a big book reader. Um, like I only read nonfiction. So it's, it's, it really has taught me a lot. Most of the authors are like a lot of my mentors in business and, yeah. and stuff. So I learn a lot from them and some of them will even let you like reach out to them and stuff and you can like find their email online. And, and if you've got like a question or, a problem you need to work through, you know, a lot of them are actually just really, really, uh, helpful. So yeah. do you have an example of a time where you reached out to an author or someone and they responded back or like in some sort of way or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, there's a book out there called, uh, talk triggers. I highly recommend it. it's a book about a word to mouth marketing. And I found the guy, his name's Jay bear on, a, on a podcast. And so I got his book. I thought the guy was a genius. Like I was, I was listening to it and I was like, this guy is really smart. He knows how the world works. So I ordered the book the next day, read it in like three days. And wow. I emailed him. And I was like, he had this whole thing where if you didn't like the book, you could email him and he'll buy you another book. And so I just That's emailed funny. him. I was like, man, I, lo I love this book. Man. And, and he was like, oh, I appreciate it. So it was like, you know, and, and that guy's uh, extremely successful marketer and, and stuff. So, you know, it, I think like, don't ever be afraid to do that. It doesn't matter how successful someone is. Um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, to message them or, you know, just get after it and, and learn as much as you can. Cause they, everyone knows, you know, something that you don't. Yeah. I agree with that totally. And also another thing is, uh, Xander is don't, I'm a big believer and you've been listening to podcasts and not, I don't know if you've heard it before is like, don't ever assume someone's no for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think you owe yourself a chance to reach out to someone who has credibility in some sort of area to yeah. provide you value and what you want to do. And it's just like. But what do you have to lose if they say like, you never, you never talked to them in the first place. So like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it goes back to another thing I believe is like rejection over regret. Like you might regret not talking to that person, but mm -hmm. you know, at least give yourself the opportunity to get, you know, rejected. If you actually shot, you know, shoot your shot, you yeah. know, it's worth it. And also if you're super passionate about that, Xander, right? like, why would you not at least <laughs> risk everything? Like exactly. that's the whole reason behind following yeah. your dreams or mm -hmm. building this life that you want to live you know, and create for yourself. For sure. Um, yeah. Entrepreneurship is about taking risk. I mean, if you're not going to take a risk, um, you know, then it's okay to be self-employed or, or to work for someone else. There's nothing wrong with, with those other options, but, um, yeah, I mean, just get out there and, and, and take the risk and yeah, worst, worst they can say is no or ignore you, but 
to me, I, I learn, I wouldn't have been successful in the business that I'm in if I didn't fail a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I started multiple businesses and, um, they failed and it, every single time it taught me something, you know, you don't learn anything from success. If you start a business and in six months you make $50 million, you know, and you're just doing everything right. What are you learning? You know, I mean, it's great. That's great. <laughs> I think, I think success is more affirmation of what mm-hmm. you learned went well. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and even now I'm, I'm still learning and, and still messing up, but you know, we're, we're getting it, but I, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do this if I didn't fail so much at other stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. dude, I totally, yeah. Failing mm-hmm. is, it's changing your perspective yeah. on, on failing. And I know we're both big, uh, Gary V, um, yeah. uh, you know, fans. So he always talks about perspective, but just like he says something and I kind of reworded my own words too, but it's like, you know, if you change your perspective of failure, you know, instead of like actually quote unquote failing at something like not working out, but rather failing should be more. So if there's something you want to do mm-hmm. and you don't do it and you don't try it, then that's true failure. Yeah. You know? Because because what he what he's saying, what I'm saying, I think what you're saying too is like, you only fail if you don't learn from it. Or yeah. If you don't learn from it, you know. So it's like if you fail and you learn from it, then you didn't fail. Mm-hmm. Like you just keep getting better. Like yeah. we're humans, we we're gonna fail. Like it's, <laughs> in, it's inevitable. Yeah. You know? I think failure is like death. Death's inevitable for humans, and right. so is failure. You know, <laughs> unless you know someone who's never failed, I'd love to talk to them. So, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, Gary Vee's. Uh, I love the perspective aspect of that. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta keep an open mind and, um, yeah, absolutely. Failure is just, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So that's I, uh, I love I've it. never heard anyone say that. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Best I, thing. I, ever. I like that though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I plan to start a lot of businesses in my life and I'm excited to fail <laughs> as weird <laughs> as that sounds. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for some of those that just not work out. So, well, do you think the excitement comes from the, the realization is that, the failure comes because you're actually doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm out there and I'm, I'm grinding, you know, I, 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 I think that this is the perfect example of a true entrepreneur. I was uh, listening to a podcast and this guy, uh, 25 had a you know, $15 million company. He was extremely successful, but by the time he hit 32, he was $400,000 in debt because mm-hmm. he sold that company and then he started another one and it failed. But by the time he was 40 again, you know, he had a hundred million dollars, you know, you, if you're not willing to take those risks and lose everything, then, um, you know, what are you doing here? <laughs> Life's too short. No, you're just totally right. And, uh, I think he has the, you know, mindset is so important. So mm-hmm. I think the mindset behind him with that is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you're going to have to, there, there's certain miles where it's going to be harder than the other, mm-hmm. but you know, where the finish line is and just get up and, and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At the beginning it was, uh, like 16 hour days every day of the week. And now, you know, I've definitely got enough work to do that, but sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'm going to take a four day weekend yeah. and just, you know, chill and, and, and hang. So yeah. it's definitely, it, it's provided me that, that freedom where I don't, uh, you know, I don't have to like, listen to anyone else. And, uh, and that was kind of what pushed me to entrepreneurship. You know, I, I'm kind of one of those people where if I didn't understand why someone was doing something, uh, really frustrated me to do it. And so I knew I couldn't be an employee because sometimes my manager would tell me something and I just get so frustrated because they, you know, they're not want to explain it or whatever the reason it would frustrate me. And, and I was like, you know, this, this way seems a lot better. And so, I was like, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> my way, highway. <laughs> my highway. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. I think the freedom aspect is very true. And I think 
everyone talks about the freedom aspect mm -hmm. of being like so amazing because you see on Instagram and, yeah. and Instagram and everything is getting a little better. We're starting to try to get more real people on there, but it's like, um, they're like, you see these photos of them driving the nice cars and the huge, you know, suits and ties and the nice, you know, you know, $600,000 brick and mortar building and, and all these different things. But, you know, there's also the behind the scenes of you said working 16 hours, you know, trying to build this up, like, mm -hmm. and, uh, would you say you were definitely like anxious or depressed in some areas of like, especially with COVID hitting like last year? Yeah, no, it was really hard. Um, for the first four months. Um, so I'll kind of tell you a little bit about the background of the business. So for the first four months, we, we didn't have any jobs. We didn't have any revenue coming in. Um, COVID hit, I got furloughed from my regular job. And where were you working before? I was working at Granger as a warehouse salesman. Granger is a, it's like an industrial company. Okay. They're pretty big. Um, I was out there and I was living in DC at the time. So, um, but, uh, you know, I just was like, I'm going all in now and I never got another job. <laughs> and so, and I was like, this, this has to work or I'm going to be in, in, in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I, um, you know, I, I got furloughed and I was like, this is, this is the time, this is, you know, this is the time to do it. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think being furloughed was probably one of the best things that happened to you? Um, yeah, I think so. I've always kind of been one to get out there and do it, but that kind of tipped me off to go all in. And I think it, it, I know some people that that's the best thing that's ever happened to them yeah. is, is so I think it, it definitely expedited the, the process of the business. Kind of like the cherry on top probably. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, you know, what, what, what was happening was I was realizing every time I was at work was I was wasting time on the business that I was making and it was really frustrating, but I couldn't quit because, you know, we had bills to pay. Um, yeah. And so getting, getting a furloughed was, it was like, you know, this is, I've got to try, mm -hmm. I've got to try and, and risk it all. So I, I think it really, it, it definitely expedited it and it pushed me to go all in cause I was doing it, you know, from like, uh, whenever I got off like 4 PM to like midnight and then I get up at 6 AM and go to work. And it was just, every time I was at work, I was just constantly thinking about it. The business, you can't get off yeah. your mind. No, I mean, it's, it's your baby. I mean, yeah. you're obsessed. I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's no, what I, I think did. OCD is. <laughs> that's, that's how I think about the podcast yeah. and the other, you know, the other, we talked about this and we're keeping it low key with, with the business that I want to do, but mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, it's all I think about. And yeah. There's definitely some days where it's like, it's amazing, but there's some days where it's very stressful and like, is this going to work? You're yeah. Like, I need to manage this or like, I need to be working harder and yeah. you know, you're already working at max capacity. Mm -hmm. Dude, this was, um, you know, a good question. And there's so many things I want to talk about with you that yeah. we haven't got into yet, but we have, we have some time, but I was thinking about with the listeners right now, mm -hmm. you know, if they could take something away, it's really tangible. And I, yeah. I'll ask you this too. And mm -hmm. you're walking into this, like, you don't know what question I'm going to ask you. So it's <laughs> awesome. I'm looking at your face. Right now. Oh, Christian, what are you going to ask me, bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, hands up, bro. And, uh, so, where does it come to a point where someone sh has a side hustle, side hustle, mm -hmm. they have this dream, but they're also need to be working this nine to five job or whatever it is. And that they're kind of like, where do you say, Hey, I need to go all in with the business and leave the nine mm -hmm. to five job because obviously you still have bills to pay. Right. So how do they, you know, I guess from your experience, but also whether no matter yeah. if they're 17 or 18, cause there's a lot of hustlers out there yeah. or whether they're 35, 36, where was it for you saying, okay, I still need to make 
you know, still yeah. making these bills I need to pay, but because the other business I'm probably going to start is not going to make me money for a while. Well, oh, how did yeah. you decide on, on when to leave and at that time to stay for a little bit? Yeah, I think it's really different for everyone. Um, so, and I'll kind of tell like my story and how I got found to entrepreneurship, but it was like, I'm more, you know, of a risk taker. Typically it's like, you know, whenever that side hustle becomes the amount of money that you're making on your regular job, you should. But to me, it really pushed me because when I was working those long days and it's rough, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, frustration, no light at the end of the tunnel. There were a lot of days that it was hard to keep going, but it was literally for me, it was, if I don't make this work, I don't have any money. You know, I don't have a job. I I'm going to lose my place. You know, I'm going to lose my life. And so that was that I think it's a lot about finding your motivation to me. I'm very like self-motivating that fact that I will, you know, I made that decision that I would do whatever it takes to make this work. I mean, I, as determined as that is, I was yeah. like, it's going to work. It, there's no, there's no chance it's not. And so for me, I, when that, and I knew, and it took a, it took a few weeks for me to really debate this because when I knew that I was like, I can't stop. And you know, like I can't, three weeks in be like, Oh, this is really hard. I should get mm -hmm. another job. Yeah. And so I knew that, that I had to keep going. So, so would you say that time was when you really, that, that was all you could think about is almost like, yeah, it's like when you were at work or that nine to five, mm -hmm. you couldn't focus. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're younger, life's too short, go out there. And if you fail, you fail. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, if you felt school, which everyone doesn't, <laughs> then why not felt something you love doing? Yeah, That's exactly. I think. Yeah, I love, uh, uh, this is one of my favorite Gary Vee quotes. You know, they talk about, uh, you know, why, why are you at school? So there's a bunch of college kids and they're like, you know, why, why do you not recommend school? And he was like, why are you at school? And the kid said, you know, he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He said, I want to go for the experience. And Gary Vee goes, I can give you a, like a lot more experience for 35000 a year. You can see the world for $35,000 a year. You can learn a lot more seeing the world. I mean, I remember and, that actually. That's a good video. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, that's true. Why, you know, so definitely go out there. You, this is the phase in your life where you just learn and you're not going to learn by, by wondering, by not doing. And that's like the, the hardest step is to just that first step is to yeah. get on there whenever you're like laying in bed and you're chilling and you're like, you know what, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to start my blog that I've wanted to always start. And so, it's just getting out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got a side hustle, um, you're going to expedite it. Like if I did this part time, my business, it would have probably taken about two years to get it to where it is now. Mm -hmm. um, so, but because I went all in and I was able to spend 90 hours and my whole mindset was on it, I was able to get it in about nine months. So, yeah, yeah. that's good, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think like taking risks too, but Here's the thing you said, you know, just take the example of $35,000 because mm -hmm. tuition is college with room and board more likely. Ridiculous. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous is that's how much it costs. Um, let's say 25, you know, we'll just say 20, 25,000. We'll just keep it low for this. Mm -hmm. That's pretty low for, for yeah. college. Okay. So say, dude, you can do a lot with $20,000 oh, for yeah. a business. Yeah. You could literally, and we talk, I don't have the time to do it because that's not really my passion. Right. Um, but like drop shipping, e-commerce, yeah. um, you know, reviews blogs whatever that yeah. is that like you can find get build up mm -hmm. get some sponsorships on um pay someone to do a really good website maybe that's not your expertise but oh, make yeah. it like really good get a you know pay 600 700 bucks for a nice video for your blog whatever mm -hmm. if we're talking about blogs like yeah. um you know i'm a big believer like if you want to start your own podcast like right. seriously start your podcast you don't need, yeah you know obviously i have 
higher end equipment now. Right. But when I first started, I had I borrowed a fifty dollar mic, no yeah. headphones, no nothing, just plugged in my computer, and boom, yeah. I just went for it. I mean, look at anyone that's that's been really successful. They don't start out with all the fancy equipment, and and I realized that very early on. I would like oh, I want to do YouTube and I get like the fancy camera and all that. And then I'd quit. You know, I think it's, you should use it as more of a reward system where if I make, you know, 15 videos or whatever it is. But I think that's another big thing. People, and this was me, I was so afraid to start a business because everything I wanted to start, I didn't have enough money. And I'll tell you right now, we started, uh, we, we bootstrapped this business. We have zero debt on it. And we started with literally, um, we ended up $15,000 is what it cost us to start this. And that is not a lot. And honestly, it, it would have cost a lot less if I wanted to. So, and that a lot of that's just doing it by yourself, you know, registering the business, um, getting the, uh, FEIN by yourself, doing all the, you know, you can pay people to do all that, but at the beginning, if you don't have the money you and I learn didn't it. learn it and it's a great learning experience, but you know, and, and I, I say 15,000 because if you go on the website, if you go on Google and you go, how much does it cost to start a staffing agency? They'll tell you about a hundred to $300,000. And I mean, there's articles out there that say that's how much, and I'm like, that's bull crap. Yeah. It doesn't you know? seem, doesn't, yeah. I, feel like it wouldn't, I mean, I know it'd be expensive. But I don't think it'd be that expensive. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is the payroll costs, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay. So, um, and yeah, it's just like, you know, and if you do that for anything, you know, like a coffee shop, oh, 80 to 120,000, you know, that's, that's not true. You can start it for a lot less, you know, oh, yeah. you can bootstrap it. So if you've got an idea and you're like, I don't have the money for that, don't get the, the high end equipment right off the bat, you know, but just, yeah, just get after it and realize that it might not cost as much as what everyone's saying online. Cause a lot of the time those people haven't done it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did you, that's, that's amazing that mm -hmm. you, you bootstrapped it and you paid everything off. Yeah. Um, where did you get, did you, was, do you save up a decent, try to save up some money at the nine to five? Cause I think it's a big thing is like definitely save up some money at the nine to five. You don't want to yeah. be there forever, but it is a good opportunity to just get some money. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how were you able to get some of that money, take out loans? I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of like, if there's a young <laughs> right. kid out there, like, how do I, how do I do that? Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, that's a really good question. So it was impossible for us to get a loan because uh, right when COVID hit, the PPP loans came out and you had to be in business. So we didn't qualify for any of that. And when I mean there's no loans, I can't even tell you how many banks, how many uh, private funding you know, companies I called. Nobody was giving anything out because the government was giving the banks all this money for PPP. Which is crazy because real quick, yeah. I'm interrupting, my bad. Mm -hmm. no. But if you would have started your business before that, they would have given you like a lot of funds to help yeah. support as being a self <laughs> It's crazy. kind of right. sucks. It's been harder for you, but kudos mm -hmm. to you. But yeah. 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 Um, I think my case was a little different. So we bootstrapped it. Um, basically, uh, my uncle and I, he agreed to pay for the upfront and I agreed to run the operations. So that's how I got it. Um, I think that it was very possible for me to do it on my own. Um, but yeah, saving for sure. Um, you know, just it, definitely save because you never know, especially during these times, you never know if there's an emergency or anything like that, but it was very possible for me to do it by myself. It just would have taken a lot longer. So that was kind of our agreement was, uh, he was almost like, like the best way to look at it would be, a like a venture capitalist. So okay. he's going to own part of the equity. He's buying a percentage of the equity for, um, for the funding up front. And then, uh, once we got revenue and all that, that got cut off. So, yeah. um, but that's how I did it, you know, uh, loans, credit lines, stuff like that. It can be, if it can be difficult to, to make that choice, but once you do just, just go all in and, and there's so many different ways to fund, you know, you know, venture capitalists, uh, angel investors, 
uh, family members. You know, if you read any book on, on investing or, or raising capital, uh, they will always mention, you know, go to your family first because um, that's a great way to kind of, you know, be able to get that upfront cash, especially if it's not a whole lot of money. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And, and going back to what you said with like, you know, learning all this on your own when you have to, mm-hmm. it could be one of the best skills to learn. Cause here's what I'm saying now, Xander is crazy. I haven't told anyone this, but I'll tell on the podcast just because I want to say that there's credibility. People are now paying me to start up their podcast because oh, I yeah. had to learn. I didn't want to spend them. I, I did have the money, but uh-huh. I, didn't, I needed that for other business stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to spend it on this little startup podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, what did I do? YouTube, the crap out of that. Yeah. I asked people who have done some stuff. I learned on my own. I listened to other podcasts of different things and I learned the platform and I just failed a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I told you about the podcast that I went and we did it and we have to redo it because I failed <laughs> up the audio and yeah. you just, it sucks, but you have to swing with the punches, man. Yeah. And so now entrepreneur, a multimillionaire entrepreneur reached out to me and now he's paying me to do his content. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So it's just like, you never know. Yeah. And all the also, I'm a big believer on always be kind, be nice, give mm-hmm. people opportunities. So the guy who I had on the podcast, I don't know if you remember him, he's the owner of the nutrition shop, Ryan Matthews. Mm-hmm. He, so that's when his mentor reached out to me. So because he listened, I had Ryan on, I helped him out. Yeah. And I, I know, I, I didn't, it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to help Ryan out so I can get this guy. I had no, I didn't even yeah. know this guy. <laughs> I literally just like, he's my friend. I want to, you know, have him on the podcast. He has a lot of good things to say. We did the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, we put it out, you know, people are starting to listen to it, starting to go good. His mentor listens to it. He's like, that was really good. I loved it. The audio quality was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, would you want to help me do a podcast? And he's like, I'll pay you. I said, why not? You yeah. Know? So, you just never, <laughs> so I guess back to that is you just never know, like just because you have to do it on your own, it might take some time. That's actually, I think better in the end because you learn that skill. And then if anything ever goes wrong, mm-hmm. you know how to do it. And if ever if someone ever wants to pay you, you get paid for it. So there's no yeah. really wrong mm-hmm. way to do it. But at the same time, there's a balance of like, if, if, if you do need to, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, like one of my favorite things is like, uh, like Elon Musk, for example, when the Tesla factory went down, he literally stayed there and fixed it himself. You know, I know every aspect of this business, so I don't rely on anyone, but I, you know, am obviously giving people work to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and that's kind of why my uncle, he's a travel nurse. That's why we matched up. He knew the healthcare aspect of it and I knew the business aspect of it. So definitely learning things from scratch. I think that's a big thing. A lot of times you don't need money for things. You know, YouTube has, you can learn anything on YouTube. Um, books are $10 Dude, usually. I, no offense to school. I learned more on YouTube than I ever have in high school. Oh no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, hands down. So um, a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, you can pay for someone for a website. And that's great. If you've got the money and you don't want it, if you're like, I can't do this. If it takes this, away from your time. Yeah. You make, yeah. Do it. Do yeah. it. But you also look at Wix. Anyone can do Wix. That's like 30 and below. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I have $0, I'm barely able to pay rent, but I want to start a blog. You can do it yourself if you put the time into it. Now, don't get me wrong. Ideally, it's easy, you know, easier to subcontract out. That's what I did for our website. And uh, so, um, you know, but yeah, I mean. It, there's really no wrong way to do it. And every entrepreneur's path is different. So but oh, yeah, we're all unique and that's the coolest thing about it, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we hit kind of more the in-depth of kind of your story behind like you know, college led you to that path. Cause right. we know what you do, but kind of that path, let's get like real quick, the nitty nitty gritty. Cause people are like, dude, do you even make much money in this <laughs> traveling agency? Cause everyone's like, I know it. Cause it kind of sucks. Cause I'm like, Xander is credible. Like he's doing well. He paid off his business. Right. Do you want to like share the audience? Like, 
kind of numbers basis, how yeah. that works and what you get now that you kind of built this up? Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'm be honestly totally transparent. You know, I, I kind of like that. That's what we built it on is being transparent with our nurses and telling them what we're getting paid for the hospital. So they know that they're getting a fair cut. But, um, so we do, uh, uh about 500,000 a year. Um, so that, that's our, that's our total revenue. And we run a profit margin of around a, a 20, 25% for gross. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, I guess you can do the math yourself, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, I didn't honestly start taking a salary until, uh, November and, you know, I, so you're just taking enough to, to get, make it by and then put it back in the business. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was really, it was really like a struggling conflict because the business was my baby. But when we started making, you know, cause a lot of times you get net paid like 60 days after a nurse works. So it wasn't until like October that we started making, you know, thousands and thousands. They were just checks were coming in for like $30,000 yeah. and it was crazy. You're like, wow. So this is why it's worth it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, at the time I was really conflicted cause I was like, I pay myself, but whatever I pay myself doesn't go back into the business. So it was like every dollar that goes to me is great. I can pay rent. I can, you know, live my life. Um, but that's a dollar not going back into the business. So, um, you know, it, it took a while and I talked to a lot of people about, you know, taking a modest salary because I don't need a whole lot to live on. I don't have kids. Um, so, you know, I started out with just taking like 40,000 and then, uh, you know, right now, uh, plan on giving myself a raise to around 60,000. So it's just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need to make, you know, $200,000 stuff like that doesn't really, you know, even though it's possible, it's just not for me. So yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather and, invest in it. And here's the thing too. You will get there, Xander. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think the biggest thing I want the audience to know is, and you've just heard Xander, mm-hmm. it's not all about the money. Oh no, you know, not It's helping nurses and, and we'll get into that more of like why tra- his, you know, traveling agency, just what they saw the difference between yeah. like they want to change the system and just right. treat nurses better. And we'll get into that. But yeah. Yeah. It, and as long as you can, you know, Gary Vee says, we're right. talking about Gary Vee again, but he's like, I'd much rather smile and laugh in my Toyota <laughs> yeah. Than, oh, yeah. than cry in my Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he's like, I've met a lot of trust fund babies, a lot of millionaires mm-hmm. who are unhappy, but I have a lot, a lot of my friends who are living the normal, you know, 60,000, 50,000 life yeah. and they are living life. Yeah. You know? That's all I need to, to be happy. I don't, I don't need, you know, all this money. And it's really, it's really a weird feeling when you have the ability to pay yourself because it's like, wait, this is, this is my business and materials. I don't really have an interest in having a fancy house or, or fancy cars because that I know that's not going to make me happy. What yeah. I do every day, what gets me up in the morning every single day is, uh, is what matters to me. Mm-hmm. And if I make, and I, and I, and I think that's a big thing too. I went into this being okay. If I made 20,000 a year, I was, you know, it would have been pretty rough. I would have probably had to get a yeah. side job. Um, <laughs> But yeah, right, right. Yeah, I got pizza delivery going you could, on. You could come over for me, man. I'd pay you good. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, but um, you know, I was like, that's not the point of me doing this. I want to do this because I want to work for myself. I want to be able to travel the world, and um, this is this is the opportunity that gave me that. And so I was like, you know, if I only take twenty thousand a year, that's fine. I'm happy with that. I'm not doing this for the money. And I think that's a big thing. People look at like YouTubers and they want to do YouTube because they see the millions of dollars they come in, you know, ask any YouTuber that's successful. Nobody does it for the money. They do it because they love making videos. Well, let's, yeah. I, oh, do you love yeah. everything you're saying? And let's just talk about, 
I mean, I know this is like cliche with people, they know who they are, but like the D'Amelio sisters yeah, on yeah, TikTok, yeah. so Charlie and Dixie, um, they, Charlie and Dixie, as far as I know, well, especially, you know, Dixie, but Charlie just came on the app. Her friend said, yo, let's do some dance stuff. She just started doing dancing. Mm-hmm. She never even really knew about as much. And she was on musically a little bit before, but, and, but basically, cause I, I listened to some interview cause I think it's important to listen to a 16 year old, 17 year old. That's actually out there. Like right. probably can learn something, even though I know that. <laughs> You know, but regardless of that, is just like she just started doing these things. She wasn't, she didn't ever dream of like, I just want to do TikToks. So I want to make millions of dollars, or I'll be, yeah. or I want to be on the Super Bowl commercial. I mean, she was on the Super Bowl commercial. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, at you know, sixteen. So yeah, it just kind of starts out because she loved doing it. She mm-hmm. said she was having fun. You know, then Dixie hops on. She's kind of getting her sister's clout a little bit, but then she starts making her own songs. Yeah, she she never expected that either. So mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of other people that I can talk about, but obviously there's younger listeners. They it's mainstream. Yeah, to be relevant, they definitely know who Char- Charlie and Dixie are. But I just find it you can learn something from TikTok stars too. Oh know? yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get to like obviously in the beginning, kind of introduce you, and we've been friends since probably. Probably fifteen, yeah, yeah, fifteen around there swimming, and and uh, I haven't seen Xander um, since probably senior year of high school. Yeah, I, I think say. we swam state together. Yeah, that, that was, was probably the last time I seen time. you. And uh, <laughs> but I want to talk about because obviously I go on this path. I you know got a full ride scholarship to to the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, D one swimming, super excited. All this didn't take it. People think I'm dumb. My mom and parents are like, you made the worst decision <laughs> in your life. You know, How dare who, you? Who are you? Like, you're wasting your life away. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, long care landscape business, podcast, and then another business on the way. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not saying, and it's crazy. I'm like, I, I, I think about this Tuesday. And I'm like, what would my life look like if I went to the Naval Academy? Like, yeah. Would I be more successful? Would I be happy? Right. I don't know. But you can't look at that way. Mm-hmm. Like, right? No. Then also, I think like, okay, what if I went to the Naval Academy and I became a druggie and yeah. fell off? And like, what if I went on some like swim meet and right. like end up getting in a car crash and like die? <laughs> Man, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I have to, but you have to, it's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's yeah. kind of crazy and people are like, oh, Christian's so dumb. But I'm like, no, you have to think about it. Like life is so, there's so much unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I went off and that's my kind of my story. What was your story after high school? What did that look like for you to where you are now? Yeah, it's definitely a long one. I'll try to keep it brief. But I like I like what you were saying. Like you can't I, I listened to some guy and he was like, you know, you play the what if game all day long. It's not gonna do anything for you. So just, you know, figure out your path. And I don't think there's any wrong answers. I don't live in regret because I'm learning and everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer. But yeah, so I started out uh senior year of high school. I um I was planning on getting my PhD in theoretical physics. I wanted to be a physicist. Um, So that's kind of what I wanted to go into. Graduated, got an office job, um, you know, like the, the next, next day. And, and I worked that over the summer. It wasn't really for me. Um, And how did you you know it wasn't for you? You just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it didn't feel right. I felt, I felt very lost and, and for a long time, like it wasn't really until, Honestly, when I started this, that I felt like super lost and I just was really confused and really frustrated. And I, um, you know, and definitely was depressed for a while there, but, uh, and I'll get into that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of, uh, just was, it just didn't feel right, you know, and, and I wanted to see the world and I just, I had this travel itch. And so, um, I got invited to, uh, I had an opportunity to be, uh, move out to Hawaii, um, with a family member that I, I hadn't really talked to and, and I hadn't talked to her since I was like nine and she reached out to me and she uh, was able to, to 
uh, helped me get a job for the University of Hawaii Marine Biology Institute. That's kind of cool though. Yeah, no. So I moved out to I Hawaii. Moved to, I moved to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. So I lived on uh, Oahu. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. I make the joke. I, I worked for university before I went there. So I, I had like an employee card and everything. Like I was able to go into the staff, uh, the faculty rooms and stuff. <laughs> That's funny. And so like people would be like, oh, are you a, are you a freshman here? Are you a college? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm staff. And I'd like show them like, what? <laughs> I'm above you. <laughs> yeah, I'm above you. <laughs> yeah. Tardy. <laughs> so, but, um, I literally sold my car and took that money and bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii. i never been there and packed one suitcase, everything that I, I cared about and went out there having no idea what to expect. And I lived out there for about six months. I loved every bit of it, got really into surfing, uh, most therapeutic thing I've ever done. I mean, when you're out there and the waves and, and I was not a uh, very, like, I didn't think things through very well. There were a couple of times out there where I, I'm surprised I lived. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I can get into that later. But um, yeah, so if you don't know the wind and the waves, you know, you get out there, you get tossed around pretty bad. No matter if you're a, a you know, a DTV yeah. one swimmer, it'll oh, tear yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of rough days there, but loved every minute of it. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Literally my commute to my work was I didn't have a car out there. So I literally had to walk two miles to the bus stop. I had to ride an hour bus ride to Honolulu. And then I had to walk three more miles to another bus stop to go to the other side of the island. It took about, it, I was just showing up. It took about three hours for me to get to work Dude, that's crazy. one way. And then, uh, and then it was really cool. Literally part of my commute was a boat. I, I worked on an Island, coconut Island. And so that's where they do the Marine biology out there. And it's hey, awesome. Real quick. Yeah. Are you ever going to go back there in the next month? Yeah. Take and then, me with you Let's <laughs> for, go out sure. there for like three weeks. For sure. We'll do a whole bunch of podcasts and content. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll just stay in coconut Island. Oh, I'm coconuts. down. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. People live out there and there's like no AC. They just got like bunk beds and these college kids just live out there on their own and they're like researching so it's awesome to get paid to literally snorkel i mean that's what i did i measured coral i worked with their coral initiative uh, coral reef initiative team um a little bit with their sponge team but yeah it's really cool they have like baby hammerhead sharks on the island just swimming and like it's not very safe so it's called coconut island they have a lot of coconuts did you ever get bit by one by a shark yeah no okay. no um, so you have to hold your you have to hold your uh, hand over your head as you walk because coconuts will fall and they'll they'll kill you or knock yeah, you out kind of funny so yeah they, <laughs> they also not funny yeah there's definitely some this that someone's probably died from a coconut. yeah rip um it's like, yeah how'd you how's your grandpa buy uh coconut right right but it was awesome i mean you know hawaii is just it's tropical it's magical yeah i literally had to like there's no like walkways on the island. You have to like jump up on. It's like parkour almost to get there. And yeah, there's like this. It's that really cool. Me. Have you seen The Office? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> parkour. <laughs> when uh, Michael and the parkour scene. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. Just, no, I, yeah. When you said parkour, like I just thought of parkour. Now. Yeah, it cracks me up. Um, but yeah, it was literally like over the hammerhead cage. You had to like there was like a log here, and then like two feet up there was another log like adjacent. So you had to literally like hop. I mean, you there was like no there's just water there, so you had to hop. And, uh, yeah, if you fell in, I mean, you're with a bunch of baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, um, it was, it was an amazing experience. I met a lot of people out there that were awesome, but it still didn't feel right to me. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So obviously I decided to take a gap year, but I just, I still felt lost. I didn't know myself. And so I ended up moving back here and, uh, the Kansas city and I got super depressed. Uh, you know, I couldn't get out of bed. I felt really defeated. Um, and, you know, one day I kind of like 
I say this <laughs> as like a, I, I quote cured my depression and, and this is how I did. It. And this is why I'm so about like self-improvement is just one day I was like, I got to get out of bed and I got out of bed and I just sat in my car in the driveway and I was all I could do. I was just exhausted. You know, mm -hmm. when you're that depressed and you just, it, it's hard to do that. And then the next day I, I literally just backed out of the driveway and then went right back in and I just a little bit more every day. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done hands wow. down. And um, you know, I finally had the ability where I could get out of bed and so, and, and live. Um, so yeah. And about that time I, you know, was kind of interested in, in entrepreneurship. I, it was kind of what I was leaning towards, but I was, I wanted to weigh all my options. So I actually looked at the Naval Academy myself really? and, and stuff. And, and I think like it, if you don't know what you want to do, that's okay. Um, but you got to really want to want to know. So like in Hawaii, I literally get off work and I'd spend six hours a day just researching career options. Like I just did that every day and just to learn. Hey, for the video. Yeah. Take notes. That is really good stuff. Like you have, <laughs> you, I was just like mind blown, but you have to, you know, it's okay not knowing, but you said something like you have to want to know. Yeah. You have to want that. You, know, you have like to want to, to want it. <laughs> you have to want to want it, to want it, to want it. Yeah. And then also just saying like you spent your free time. If you don't know, like stop complaining about it. Xander didn't complain about it. He literally just would read about it, research it, find mm -hmm. as many options as he can and weigh it. So, yeah. 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 No, I mean, absolutely. That's what you got to do. I, uh, you know, if, if you're complaining about it, chances are you're the only person that can fix that. So it's either you can spend the time to complain or you can spend the time to fix it. Out of all the languages Xander spoke to speak or, you know, chose to speak, he spoke facts <laughs> straight <laughs> up new language now 2021 straight bars <laughs> no but um yeah so i decided i was like you know i think i, I might want to go to school for for engineering or physics still i i just really wasn't sure so i got the opportunity to go up to the university of maine i wanted to get out of missouri and so it was between s and t and maine <laughs> and so obviously i chose maine <laughs> Thank goodness, there's nothing to do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's no, drinking yeah. in a farm so <laughs> i was like let's do maine which is not a lot to do up there either there's there's some lobsters good seafood up there yeah up there's there. some good seafood i didn't have the money for it though <laughs> uh, um, yeah i know right so uh so i went up there i you know packed everything in my car and drove up to maine it's a awful 27 hour drive or something like that you drove 27 man yeah and wow. yeah, <laughs> so I went up there, um, wasn't really for me. I just really didn't click with the, the vibe up there. Um, and you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I, I love Maine. It's beautiful. Acadia national park was right in our backyard. The fall up there is unreal. Um, highly recommend you go up there, but, um, yeah, I just wasn't East coast. Wasn't really for me. I just didn't like it. So I spent a semester up there and I just, I felt like I was wasting my time. Like mm -hmm. that's the best way I can put it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stop right here and say that there, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting to go to school. Um, I listened to this guy, a uh, very successful businessman who uh, said that, you know, he always uh, talked about people that had degrees and people that didn't in entrepreneurship and the people that, that did, um, you know, they're like, do you ever use any of this? And they always said no. And so for the longest time, I was really anti-school. I was like, college is a waste of time, especially for entrepreneurships, mm -hmm. doctor, lawyer, or get out, yeah. <laughs> you know, or scientists or scientists. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, but then he said, he started to ask a follow-up question, which was, do you regret it? And he said, nobody ever said that they regretted it. We're going to college. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, and you so, yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of a safe thing. I think the only time you would regret it mm -hmm. if like, yeah, I don't really know if you could regret it. Yeah. 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 Maybe for like, 
do I could have spent three more years on my business. Right. But yeah, I don't know. There's no. Big, there's a lot of connections in college, I will have to say. Yeah, it's a good way to network. And so, yeah, he was like, you know, would you go back and do it again? And every single one of them was like, no, nah, I, I would do it again. It's mm-hmm. it's worth it. So with that in mind, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of the college system. I, I didn't learn anything up there. I knew everything. Like <laughs> It yeah. might sound cocky, but it, I mean, I was a freshman. So everything up there was, I already learned myself from books. And so did you go half a semester? Or a full I just semester? went a full semester. Yeah. And I realized I was so bored. I was uh, learning like coding on my own and I designed a website. I designed a non nonprofit that didn't end up working out. But like I realized by the end of the semester, I was doing that and not my homework. And so I was like, I just, I can't do this. You know, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars doing this when I'm, I feel like it's a waste of time. Like that's the best way to put it. I just felt like I was, it was a waste. Every time I went to class, I was like, this is an hour I'm wasting. Yeah. And you know, uh, so I went there for a semester and then I moved back and, um, uh, you know, then I met my girlfriend and we kind of were both adventurous. And so we decided. And how old are you at this point? Are you 19, 20? Uh, yeah 18 19 okay. i think i was i was 18 at the time wait yeah 19 okay. 19 so um and we both were pretty lost and so we were like let's uh backpack europe and so not the concept when you think backpacking europe you think you know getting like a euro pass and and staying throughout the europe no we literally bought uh backpacks and a tent and we wild camped europe for three months <laughs> so we um, Bro, I'm so jealous. I'm, <laughs> oh, it's don't be jealous. It wasn't fun. <laughs> no, it was awesome. But uh, I mean, we spent about we spent about three thousand dollars on equipment, and we went out there with, um, you know, and this is why I say you can do anything. We went out there with three thousand dollars to our name, and we were like, we're gonna live off of three thousand dollars for an entire summer, and so we bought a one way ticket to Iceland, and uh, we just we walked it. <laughs> and we camped whenever wow. we wanted to camp and we, you know, we ate literally uh freeze dry food and I bet it was so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was so done with it by the end of it, man. I was like, I bet. there's like a Domino's like three miles away. I'm like, I'm going to eat this. She's like, no, we're going to Domino's. <laughs> it's this or break up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'll kind of tell you, so we did Iceland and Iceland is so expensive. Like, I mean, the it's campsites beautiful. are expensive. Yeah. So that's why like, there's like camp. little hot streams. You yeah. Can sit in, like a home a hot Oh tub. yeah. We did that. That was awesome. They're very natural. Um, and, and so my aunt's actually Icelandic. She's from Iceland. So wow. that's why we chose it. We, we knew we had, you know, we knew what it was like up there. And so we got really lucky. It was a not harsh winter. So Iceland, well, first off it's 24 hours a day. <laughs> and so, so we learned stuff right off the bat. There's no, there's no like, you know, no nighttime, uh, compasses don't work very well up there because it's so close to the pole. Okay. So that was, uh, <laughs> you know, to know, something we learned fast. Uh, really funny story. We we were actually uh, we wanted to do YouTube and, and blogs, and actually our YouTube videos are still up there on YouTube. Sweet. So we had a drone, and so we brought all this technical equipment, which was awful because our backpacks were like sixty pounds. Oh, and so we uh, our drone. It was so close to the magnetic pole that our drone like flew off and just disappeared and we were like we thought we lost it was like a 600 hundred dollar drone and it we luckily like it came back to us but like it just like it like had a mind of its own but you know it's just crazy don't go to the pool yeah don't Maybe go to the Santa pool. stuff <laughs> right that's what we're looking for drone shots for santa claus <laughs> yeah. um but iceland's super expensive so we're like we had we had to get out of there it just you know we could wild camp and stuff but anytime we got groceries or um it's ridiculous so uh we 
ended up, we were supposed to do Norway and Sweden. I mean, our plans changed. We were just really go with the flow and that's how we lived it. So we were supposed to do Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Faroe Islands and Finland. And then, uh, uh, we decided to go to Southern France. So, because, uh, we're kind of done with the camping aspect of it. We were like, this really three sucks. Mo- three months of camping, man. That's, that's a lot. Right. So. Yeah. So we went to, to Nice, France and it was not, the best idea because we bought all this stuff for Iceland and it was like 85 degrees and humid. <laughs> and like we, we, uh, yeah, there's some great stories. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, passed out from dehydration and we were about 20 miles from the nearest town up in Iceland. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just alert. I mean, there's a lot of scary things, but like, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we bought, so we didn't realize like basically that like you can, Iceland sells like carbonated water at like a full liter. And so we don't read Icelandic. So we thought it was regular water. So we, we stocked up like a crap ton and we went and then it was like carbonated and we're like, Oh, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll make it. <laughs> no. Dude, carbonated. I love carbonated water, but yeah. it's, you can't intake it like regular water. No. Yeah. yeah. It's so went to South France. We, we were like, all right, we got to figure it out. So I don't know if you've heard of work away. I have not. No. So it's like kind of where like you work, for like someone's farm or whatever. And they basically give you a place to stay and like food and stuff. So it's kind of like a cheap way to travel. It's um, like servant slave stuff. Yeah, basically <laughs> <laughs> that's basically I'm the uh, definition. <laughs> um, that's what their logo says. <laughs> so, um, so we got an opportunity to go to Northern Ireland in the UK for work away. So we bought tickets there. Um, as we arrived, um, we told them that we were there for a work away. So I don't know if you know much about Northern Ireland, but there's a lot of history with bombs and, you know, it's a very violent place or had been, uh, of course, you know, the, the Irish rebellion and, and so I- Northern Ireland's part of the UK, but Ireland's its own country. So it's a, there's a lot of crazy people that, uh, you know, the, uh, IRA and, uh, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of terrorists, terrorism there. That's kind of good to know. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great place though. I recommend it. But <laughs> so we go there and we're going through customs and we tell them we're there for work away. So they heard the word work and they thought we were there for like a job. Um, so basically they uh, detained us um, and uh, pretty much wouldn't allow us into the country. Um, and so after a lot of talking and of course the people that were taking us in, we're trying to talk to them on the other side of things um, basically they thought that we were being human traffic. They thought we were being enslaved. Really? Yeah. So they were like, there's a lot of crazy people. See, I told here. you that servant slave stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they allowed us to stay there for one night, but they, they're, you have to be deported. And so they were like, we're not going to put you in jail. Cause that's what they're going to do. Because they're like, we don't think you'll bring harm to us. We don't think you're terrorists. So they're like, normally we throw you in jail and deport you. So they say, there's two signs, there's two places you can be deported to where you came from or where you're originally from, which is the United States. Mm. So they're like, and we came from France. So they're like, if you go to the United States, you have to pay for it though, which is like $4,000, which we didn't have, of course. So, wow. Yeah. So we got deported to France, a country we don't, and, and Southern France, they Was don't it, speak English. <laughs> Cause you, you have been to France at this point too, right? Yeah. And, so we but came you didn't from like France. France, did you? Yeah. We, I, I took French in high school, but we just, it just, we didn't pack for it. Can you you know? say something in French or not? <laughs> uh, 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 Désolé parce que le, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nobody speaks English there. So, um, so we literally got deported to a foreign country. And they're like, we're not going to throw you in jail so you can stay in a hotel. Um, 
And it was, I mean, we're talking, we were detained for probably about 16 hours. They took our fingerprints and all that. And so they said, you know, if you want, uh, you're banned from the UK. Um, and if you ever come back, uh, you have to have a tourist visa and we have every right to deny you. So if we ever do come back there, we're in their system, we're in their, uh, international, whatever list or whatever. Some freaking James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a, you know, we weren't like smuggling anything, but yeah, they there basically might be a drone out my window, like looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so that was like, okay. But we were like, we have nothing for us in France. <laughs> of course they were like, you know, not our problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the people that we were with were like, we got to meet up with them after an awful long night. I mean, it was, it was horrible, but um, you know, they didn't like give us food or anything. Like eventually they like, they brought us our bags, but we didn't have our bags or anything cause they were on baggage claim. Um, so we were literally just sitting there on the floor and yeah, it was, it was not a very fun experience. And we stayed up the whole night before like traveling. So, uh, the people that we were staying with were like, you know, we really want you here. And we're like, we don't have anything back from France. So they said, why don't we fly you, you get deported to France. Why don't you fly to Ireland? And then we'll just bring you over the border and because there's no, there's no customs, you know, it's a, it's an open border. Like I'm in a movie right now. Yeah. Man. So of course we're like, oh heck yeah. Like why not? Like let's do it. So we bought and the cheapest ticket we could buy was literally France to Portugal, a uh, 20 hour layover in Portugal to Dublin, Ireland. So we get to Ireland and I don't think I have my passport with me. I might about show you because they literally mark out like if you're not allowed in the country, they'll really? mark it. So we go to Ireland Customs and we're like trying to act cool and stuff like that, you know, and they like they're flipping through and they're like about to stamp it. And they see that literally like two days ago, Belfast denied us. They were like, OK, what's going on? <laughs> they're like, so so we explained the whole thing. So they were like they were a lot more cool. Um you know, not going to play bias or anything, but, uh, <laughs> uh, regular Ireland, so Southern Ireland for the win. There you go. So they agreed, um, to let us in the country, but they said, if you cross the border and we catch you, then you're not allowed back, uh, ever again. Like you're not allowed back to the UK or Ireland ever again. So they'll wow. ban us permanently. So we pretty much were like, Hey, we'd love to come stay, but if we do get caught for whatever reason, um, like we want to come back here, mm -hmm. you know? So we're just like, sorry. So they had a holiday home in Southern Ireland that we were lucky to stay at. And I mean, it was no internet. I mean, it was in the middle of nowhere, but it was a great place to think. And we didn't have a car. We had two bikes and the nearest town was about seven miles away. So we'd bike there to get our milk and stuff. And it was an interesting way to live. No internet. Uh, you know, we did puzzles and played card games all day. So, how did you end up coming back to the U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was, I guess the best. So you guys go on this huge trip. Which yeah. Is, this is like, you're good at storytelling. So hopefully people <laughs> like, wow, yeah. this is a long story. But like, that's, I mean, I don't know how to sum that up. And that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know you did all that, dude. Yeah, that's no, insane. it was crazy. So what I'm hearing, like, you're doing all this. You're trying to, you go with your girlfriend, trying to almost find yourself. You don't really yeah. have to do so. You're like, why not just travel and see the world? That's what right. you, you said. You're a big traveler. Oh, yeah. So you're doing all this. Yeah. And you're, this is probably like almost probably what half a year or six seven months yeah well it was about it was about four months we were there all together so we cut the backpacking early a little bit yeah. so we did that for about uh like 10 11 weeks and then you can't the thing is, is you can't wild camp in like france and stuff so although oh, we okay. wanted to iceland norway the reason why we picked those is those are the only countries that allow you to camp on any like if someone owns that land you can camp on it legally oh, okay. as long as you don't leave like trash and stuff yeah they allow like it's a totally it's a weird concept 
Yeah. Because like you can't do it and you get shot in the US and you're like on a yeah. farmer's land. Dude, private property rules. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So it was uh, the whole thing. I mean, I've got a bunch of crazy stories about, you know, I mean, just everything. I mean, you just oh, don't I have bet, water dude. or anything. Yeah, uh, for sure. There were times, you know, and we weren't prepared for a lot of times. And that's why I say like we're, we're very fortunate to make it out alive. But uh, you know, a lot of times we just didn't have enough water and stuff. You know, dumb things. We were we were kids. We were dumb. Yeah. So, well, the reason so we found really cheap tickets to come back to the U.S. Um, like two months prior when we were in France. So the reason why so we spent like the last of our money on that. And so that's why we had to be somewhere for like the next two months because mm -hmm. we were like, this is the only way we can go back to the US. We can't pay for another flight. Yeah. So of course we were going to do the work away and then yeah, all that crap happened. Mm -hmm. So beyond yeah, the we were on the west coast of Ireland, gorgeous, absolutely amazing. Um it was hard. I mean, it was hard. We we missed our family at that time. Um, you know, when you're out there with fifty dollars to your name and no clean water, um, two bikes and, and the nearest town is, you know, seven miles away. There's not really any roads. It's gorgeous, but it, it was also really hard on us and it, you know, really developed me as a person. But anyway, we got back and we really didn't want to be here in Missouri. We just kind of, were still had that bug to travel. So mm -hmm. we ended up moving out to DC, um, Washington, DC, and we lived there for about a year and then COVID hit and we ended up moving back here for a little bit. And w real quick, mm -hmm. before getting to like the yeah. to KC, what'd you guys do in DC as far as like career wise? Yeah. So, um, I worked at Granger. That's when I was working oh, at Granger and that's when, Granger, uh, yeah. yeah, she was doing a coffee shop. So it was crazy. We literally came back and we packed everything, everything we could in our car and we drove out to DC and that's what we lived off of. And then we came back here and we were like, okay, maybe let's do Richmond, Virginia. We kind of wanted to move. It's just so expensive in DC. And you know? so, oh, yeah. so we packed everything up we went out to v Richmond and we got there and we were like, we had a bunch of apartments lined up to tour and we pulled into the city about eight in the morning. And I was like, this isn't for me. I just don't, I don't feel it. So we got a hotel for two nights and we were like, where are we going to live? Like we don't have a home. <laughs> and so, and we decided on uh, Reno, Nevada, we wanted to be out West, but we didn't want to pay California. I wanted to be near Silicon Valley. You know, we're three hours away from San Francisco. So, um, so we, we literally got a place, um, signed the lease and everything. We never even seen it, never been to Reno. We never been to Nevada mm -hmm. and we just packed our car up and drove out there and it was a long drive. I mean, it was, 30 something hours from DC, but also the car kept overheating. So we had to keep pulling over and letting it cool off. And so, but we didn't have any money for another car. So yeah. we were just like yeah, pushing that it. That was the only option. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we made it out there. We were pretty sure the place was fake because it looked really nice. And, but we made it out there, took forever. Uh, and that's where, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> Dude. So that is insane, man. Yeah. Um, you could make that a whole movie. Yeah, honestly. I was going to say, it might have been too long. Sorry, so, no, you're too fine. long. <laughs> I mean, I think basically summing that up, mm -hmm. just telling people is like, dude, like, it seems like you just need to experience things. Like, yeah. And, and that's now that's a prime definition of like getting yeah. out of your comfort zone. And yeah. Risks, oh, yeah. Because like you don't, there's so much unknown. But I want to say like thinking about it, that probably developed you so much of who you are, what mm -hmm. you want, what you don't want. Yeah. Like, did you've probably done you've done more than I have. Like, right. <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm living life. What imagine just right. doing that. And so yeah. like, sometimes it might take you just like going on a one week vacation. Sometimes yeah. it might just take one podcast or sometimes yeah. it might take you being crazy like Xander and traveling the world, you <laughs> yeah. know, and getting deported right. and, and uh, working for a slave, you know, <laughs> and, um, but it's just kind of like, 
I don't know. You just need to do what you think you need to do. Yeah. And I think you, you have to be careful on like believing your emotions because those mm-hmm. your emotions definitely can lie to you. But I think yeah. there is like a gut sense, you know, like that where you get that niche, that, that little like itch, I guess. And you're like, right. I just don't feel like this is right. I, yeah. You know? And so like, I think when, when you do all these things, mm-hmm. you know, like experience, like the, the experience is the best way to know if you, if you want to do something. So, oh yeah. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I learned more in those months out in Europe than I uh, ever did, you know, in college or ever think I would cost you doing all that cost you less than what? 20,000. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we literally load off of three grand. Yeah. Three grand, <laughs> yeah. Three grand. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're asking like saying like, Hey, I want to go to college and, yeah. do, and do that. Yeah. So yeah. And I also went to, uh, I meant to say when I was in Hawaii, I went to South Korea and that was the first time I traveled international. And that was crazy because we went to a small town in Korea. Nobody speaks English. Um, and everyone, you know, is Korean and they look at you like you're crazy for being there, but it was awesome. You know, it's such a cultural change that, yeah, I mean, that's just how I, that's just how I figured out who I was. And I think this might help a lot of people out. This will help me. I wanted to do so many things. Like when I was in Hawaii, I was like, I want to do this, do this, do this. And that's why I couldn't figure out what I really wanted to do. And so I started to go through, okay, I really don't, I have no interest in being like a ballerina, let's just yeah. say. So like, I just rule let's that go, off Let's the go table. back on that. I what? Guess, let's go back on that. Yeah. Perspective is like, mm-hmm. instead of like trying to figure out what, you know, Xander's like what you want to do. Sometimes yeah. it's okay to figure out what you don't want to do because that right. leads you to pursuing things you really do. Yeah. It so. takes it off the plate. It gets the stress out yeah. that like, oh, I can do anything and, and all that. So yeah, definitely yeah. recommend that. Yeah, for sure, man. So you're back in Reno, right? Yeah. So and that takes us to the your own business. Yeah, was that were you like there for a month and you decided to like to do that or? Yeah, I uh, so I started out doing it kind of in DC, and then when COVID hit, that's when we moved back here, and then we got to Reno in June. So I've been doing it for about three four months at that point. Um, but yeah, it was it was really in Virginia when we started to kind of develop the business and, and what it was going to be. So, yeah. How do you develop something like that? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. So I guess the reason why I think you told me and I want to forget, I forget I was getting lost in the story, bro. I was like, so <laughs> in the, I was like, dude, this is crazy. Um, like the why behind you wanted to start this was I think just you heard just different things like the background of how nurses and stuff were treating mm-hmm. their guests or there's a, this is another niche you could go into. Yeah. So I guess like a two question part is like, um, starting this up a little bit like trying to get this you know going mm-hmm. and then and that could be real quick but then more so what makes you guys different than other like traveling agencies and also more so in the in the nurse in the nursing field right yeah so starting up I, that's kind of really my my passion is is the process i i loved every minute of starting it up and i even got a little like postpartum startup whenever we were like operational i was like Oh man, what do I do? Yeah, because <laughs> so, you're working, grinding that 16 hour right. time behind the business. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. And I and I I don't necessarily recommend that. You know, have have a life, enjoy things. You know, there's a big negative connotation with entrepreneurs. Um, you, you do have to work seven days a week a lot of the time, and you do have to grind. But it doesn't have to be to the extent where you like stop taking care of yourself and you know, like cut everyone out of your life because that's what it was for a little bit. I just I didn't have time to talk to anyone, but. Yeah, I mean, so getting the process up, um, we, you know, you build, you build the business around an idea and our idea was being transparent with our, with our staff, with our nurses and, and being upfront and honest with them, um, because that's what frustrated my uncle. And that's what I realized nobody, everyone's very secretive in this industry. And so 
you know, that's what we did. We didn't, we didn't BS our nurses. If there was a, if we had a complaint about a hospital and we had another nurse that wanted to go there, we told them, you know, like, I just want to let you know, we had someone else here. They didn't like this aspect of it, but I want to make you aware before you, uh, get in your car and travel halfway across the country. And, you know, which is scary. Like the first time that happened for me when I'm like, you know, they signed the contract. Well, you, I think you understand the scariness because yeah. you were in it. So you're trying to eliminate the unhealthy <laughs> yeah. part of like, okay, oh, yeah. of this, that, that spectrum. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is, it's, it's terrifying. And so it's like, what I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just some kid in, in a basement, you know, because that's why I started it is like in my basement. And I was like, I'm just some kid in a basement. Um, and this person has trusted me with, you know, their, uh, personal information, like, you know, we have to pay them and stuff, you know, we have to verify mm -hmm. that they're able to work in the U S it's yeah. a lot of that. And they are literally getting in their car and you know, that this job is real and the trusting that this job is real. And so it was like really scary at first. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, what, what's going to happen? And of course it ended up working out fine and, and stuff, but definitely like at first it's really like, Oh my gosh, like this is real. This is a real business. We're staffing someone like someone works a job because of us and we're providing them a job. So. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's some good stuff, man. And then what would you say to like, uh, I'm just thinking, Oh, that got me thinking. We talked about this before going on air is when you are, you're like, you're this kid, you're young. There's mm -hmm. really no credibility under your belt. Yeah. How do you get people to respect you enough to do business with you or to buy your product or to listen to your song or yeah. to listen to your podcast? For example, like what, what was that like for you? Right. You'd give advice to people. Yeah. That's a really great question because it, it was very hard. Um, uh, when people found out, like sometimes you needed my date of birth for like, um, different things like funding and like 1999. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and people would, um, would, would disrespect me, would literally act like I'm a child. Um, and so, um, I think a lot of the nurses I never have an issue with cause a, they don't know how old I am. Um, but I, I work customer service. That was my office job. So I was really good on the phone mm -hmm. and I'm really good talking on the phone with nurses, but definitely on the side of things where I'm working with, with hospitals and all that. Um, it was really hard for them to take me seriously. I think my knowledge helped a lot. I think um, being prepared helped a lot, you know, coming in with like, here's a contract. My lawyer looked over it. It's notarized, whatever the situation is, let's do this. And making it as easy for them as possible to just literally wet sign it, you know, and it's a done deal. Um, the, obviously, you probably had a lot of no's, a lot of rejections. A lot of no's. I can't even tell you how many times I've been no. Like, you probably have been rejected more than you have. Oh, like, way more, way more, way more. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how many times we were we were told no, but you know but that you that going. pushed me to keep going. Actually, yeah. it was like, okay, you know, and I've got I've got Excel sheets full of thousands of people that we've called, and so, but um, yeah, I mean, it, and I one of our first biggest contracts that we got with was with a with was with a VMS that has multiple hospitals across the country and their requirements where we had to be in service for a year and we weren't and so i literally called them every day and i was like uh we will provide so much value to you and i called them every day and they're because they kept going oh yeah we we might look at your profile and all that and they eventually accepted us and we got that felt really good man oh it was great it was a great day but 
and we and I was like, we're in. It's not time to stop. It's time to start. Yeah. And I just I provided them with so much value that I was telling you off air that we were one of two uh, staffing agencies that got selected to staff Warner Brothers Studios. And it was, they literally called me, the CEO of the company called me and they're, and they're pretty big, you know, multi-million dollar company. And, and she was like, look, I asked, uh, we want to keep this on the DL. And it was actually confidential. We couldn't actually talk about it being Warner brothers for a while there. And they're like, we want to keep it on the DL. And, um, you know, I asked my, my people who, who is the easiest to work with, you know, who's the best to work with. And they gave me your name. And so that's why we want you to help us staff. And that's exactly what was, I, you know, that's legit. Yeah, I was, I, I did. I mean, you do the rain dance after that. <laughs> yeah, basically it was awesome. And so, I mean, that's what I did. I just sat there and I put up with bull crap and I provided them value nonstop day after day. You know, I was always kind to them on the phone. I think, I think just being nice and kind, it has a long so. way of business. It does, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. What, so. I, what, what I hear too from that, if you're, mm -hmm. you know, from what you're saying, Xander, is over deliver, especially when oh, you're yeah. young and starting up. Over, over deliver. Mm -hmm. I that's how I landed my podcast with Made in KC owner. Yeah. He like I had like three or four podcasts. So why would he give me a chance? It's like right. Also, it goes into connection. I knew someone working there, but also meeting with him and said, "Hey, I all I did in that 15 minute meeting was talk about him mm -hmm. and how I can help put it out there. Like this would make you look." Or like just giving me this kid a shot or like whatever, just over deliver, keep getting value, 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 value and rejection over regret. You didn't stop. And I think sometimes rejection, this, it makes or breaks someone. It shows you if you really do love that thing that you're doing mm -hmm. or if it doesn't, because it, here, here's my analogy. Like if you ever get rejected by your crush and you keep going after her, you know, there's definitely like we're some middle school boy, you know, in high school, <laughs> whatever, like in high school, like some kid like kept getting rejected. And that was that one kid that just never would stop like mm -hmm. talking to that girl. He really liked her. Like he wouldn't stop over. Like, so he really knew that he really wanted to date that girl. And that's uh -huh. my analogy, but if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just, and also patience. You know? Oh yeah. Like I think it takes patience to start up. So, well, let's talk about this. Like we're, you know, 21, but patience, the fact that it took you, couple of years traveling doing all these things to finally yeah. find something and this is this is definitely your passion but i think there's other oh, things yeah. that you're more passionate about that you're wanting to but you're also being patient to build this up to gain more knowledge because you yeah. want to be a serial entrepreneur yeah right? yeah so i'm in the mix of, of starting a second company right now actually i just uh it's very slow because i want to focus on i'm not done with my business that i'm on now and i don't want to spread myself too thin so um yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely my passion, but I have so many different interests. And I think that's actually kind of why business appealed to me because I was had the ability to learn about all these things and, and do all these things in business rather than like just be an engineer or just be a physicist and do that. Um, and I think, I think a lot of it is the process because people don't realize, like, for example, I wanted to be an Air Force pilot for a while there, but people don't realize uh, Air Force pilot probably flies six hours a month. You yeah. know, it's cost a lot of money to fly a jet. So, it's like the physicist thing. I wanted to be on the cutting edge of science more than anything. And I still do to an extent, but I didn't want to be sitting there in a lab all day, 12 hours a day at a computer. When I, when I worked with professors at the university of Hawaii that taught me that marine biologist is an awesome thing to do. But you know, like the, my main professor that I work with was like, I spend one hour, every hour I spend in the ocean measuring is 12 hours or, or sorry, like three weeks. I think he said it was like two or three weeks. He's like, I'm doing research and I'm writing. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to be in the ocean all the time, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. 
no, for sure, man. I think it's just crazy. And I'm learning that is like having that patience, but also oh, yeah. that balance. And it's cool because in entrepreneurship and stuff, you can create that. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of pick your brain because I think for some reason, I think you're probably better at this than at me. But I, was, <laughs> I came into to my room and I got my guitar there. And obviously, you know, I'm big on coffee, podcasting, my own business, yeah. other things too, YouTube. I'm, I'm, you know, I've definitely have that struggle of spreading myself thin. So uh -huh. what advice just based on maybe failures or past things, or maybe even right now that you would give to, yeah. to a kid who's like, I want to make music, but I also want to produce, but I also want to be a chef, but I also want to be like, yeah, like, you have all these different <laughs> hobbies. How do you balance that? And which one to pick? How did mm -hmm. to kind of pick which one first? Cause you can do a couple, but yeah. really more than two or three, right. you're, you're spreading yourself way too thin. Yeah. Yeah. And I think patience is key and, and we'll touch more on this in a minute. Like I was very frustrated for a while in the business and you have to be patient, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, two or three things you, you cannot build five things great at once. I'm a firm believer in that. So I built, I was like, I'm doing this, I'm going to build this. And now that it's at that level where it runs itself. Um, and like I was telling you, I'm eventually going to write myself out of the business where I'm going to have it totally self-managed. Um, now I have time to start my next business. Like that's what I'm doing right now. So I can devote 10 to 15 hours a week on that. Um, and I think, I think just making time for yourself. Um, and you know, I have like a morning schedule where I get up, I used to get up at uh, 6am and go straight to the business and I work, you know, till 10pm at night and I just never left my computer, you know, um, like I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> and so, but now I don't start until 9am. I wake up at 6am, I swim, I uh, listen to the news, you know, I take a shower, I relax, I drink my coffee, of course. And I don't even start working till 9am. I have three hours in the morning where it's myself. And I don't look at my work phone. I don't care. Because I think that was a big thing that I struggled with for a while there. When when you think that something is, is an emergency, a lot of the times it really isn't, you know, something like I have to do this right now and you stop everything. And something I'm still struggling with some but um, no, that's good. I, I need to hear that. Yeah, I'm always willing to learn even from my peers. Like I think I do. You know, mm -hmm. I, I get up, I let the dog out, I drink my coffee, yeah. I read my Bible, I journal, I read a couple of books. Oh, yeah. And then I'll, but then I think I, I think you need to make take more time. Right. Just, and I work out too, but yeah. I think I have that need. I need to check the phone. I need to yeah. check the business. I need to check updates and emails oh, and yeah. text messages and, and, and do podcast content. And mm -hmm. all this. I'm like, I'm getting stressed. You know? like, oh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree. And so I do like a lot of, you know, what I do is, is writing in my free time and reading. And so I set aside time. If you don't set aside time for it, your schedule is going to be taken over. It just is. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll be done by three or 4 PM because most of my nurses are on central standard and we're in Pacific and Reno. So, uh, it's like five, 6 PM. And I've got time to, to write, to read, um, to be myself and, and, you know, relax, start a new business. Um, so yeah, I just, you can't build anything great starting with five things at once. It's really what you want to do, but what really matters is doing one thing for quite a while for years and years. You know, if you're doing YouTube, like just do YouTube for two years before you ever think about doing something else, because if you do, you're going to take your mind and focus off of that. But I think really the biggest thing is just getting out there and, and actually doing it. You know, I think that's, what's important, create and innovate. And that's like the point of life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Xander. It's good for me to hear and for others too. And, uh, also I think you can, I think there's like a good, like, you know, 80% going all in one thing mm -hmm. 
and leaving that 20% kind of yeah. to be open. Okay. Cause you need a little breather and stuff. Right. And also keep your mind. Like you, you definitely don't want to stop learning and being creative. So yeah. it helps be more adventurous. Yeah. But I definitely think, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson is one of the perfect examples. Oh yeah. He went hard on, you know, it's crazy because his journey was seven bucks in his pocket productions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he went hard on, um, you know, WWE and mm -hmm. that's what he was really good at wrestling. Good at, he was a, he was a good showcaser just doing all that. And that led him into, you know, doing one movie. Um, and then through that, that led him doing multiple movies. Right. Mm -hmm. And then through that, that led him to be, you know, because he did one thing once that led an open door. So he's credible in that it led to all of what he is now. Yeah. Now he's a founder of, I mean, he's, he calls himself a founder on Instagram. Now he's literally has his own tequila company. He co-owns a ice cream place. Right. Um, he has his own production movie company. Mm -hmm. A lot of the movies he's in, he's like literally co-producing, co-directing. Right. And he's doing all this most followed man, you know, has his own project rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest workout things on uh, with Under Armour collab. Uh, you know, he just has so much awareness and in, in different um, uh, programs for kids and stuff like that. Literally, he's doing everything, but he didn't start with everything. Mm -hmm. He started with the one thing. Mm -hmm. and went all in with that and that led to to a, to an open door for all those things because i was listening to a podcast i think it was actually maybe yesterday or today but it was saying like you really need to focus on that one thing yeah um because that gives you credibility and then that can factor into different other platforms because you're yeah. known as that one person that's really good at that mm -hmm. so then it's like oh if he starts to speak on this then i know he is super successful that one thing right then more than likely in our minds like oh he'll probably be good at maybe this and this but if you're just okay no one everyone can be okay yeah you know? yeah yeah i think that's a great example arnold schwarzenegger is another one you know you look at these sure. extremely or successful Sylvester people Stallone. yeah, yeah and and they he did bodybuilding and that's it. And then he did movies and that's it. And then he was the governor of California, Yeah, you know? And so absolutely. And, and I think it's always healthy to get your mind off things. I think for a while there, like 24 seven, it was, I mean, I wouldn't sleep at night because I was, my mind was running constantly about mm -hmm. the business. And so like, I'll give you an example. Like I have the free time now where I, I uh, swimming's one of my passions. So I now coach a swim team and I, I do it for like an hour a day. And, um, it just gets me totally, I forget about the business and I'm there with the kids, teaching them how to swim, teaching and them. You're definitely not up. getting multi-millions from coaching because <laughs> I know I've coached before. Oh, I, yeah. You don't get paid much. No. Yeah. yeah. I get paid enough basically to pay for the gas. I mean, I, I didn't do it for the money. I, I, you know, like they didn't pay me any, as long as they pay me for gas. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. And it's like an hour a day. I, it's therapeutic. I get my mind off of whatever went wrong. And it's like, a, it's a very much a mindset. I clock out and I clock in. So like I have a process if I want to write, you know, I put my headphones in, I put a certain track on, I, I have always a, something to drink and that tricks my mind into knowing it's time to write. And then like also, you know, certain things like it's time to relax. And I think I, I, I don't know if this is weird. I set aside certain times to relax. Like this is a time where I'm going to literally be a lazy bum. And sometimes when I get burnout where I'm just working constantly, constantly, and you just, you feel frustrated cause you can't get up there. Like, you know, you're talking about like, I write a lot, the blank page mm -hmm. and you're just frustrated cause you're looking at that blank page and you just, you want to write, but YouTube just sounds a little bit better to watch on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I intentionally not do any, I'm like for two days this weekend, I am, don't even think about work. Don't try to work. And even if I want to write, because when, when Monday comes around, I hadn't done that for a few days and I relax. I'm like, okay, it's time to hit it. And I just grind. So it's a good yeah. way to get like away from it, but yeah. And, and vacations and stuff. Yeah. Definitely focus on one thing, but don't 
make it consume your life. That's mm. the best way to do, do a hobby. You have to do something to get your mind off the business. That's just for fun. Yeah. Well, also too, it's like, if you're not, then it's, you're not living too. like the, mm -hmm. the point of like, I don't think everyone actually wants to just want to work 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. I do love working and I love the process oh, yeah. of it all, but there's definitely times I do want to take some time yeah. with my family or I do want to take some time mm -hmm. with my dog or, you know, but the startup is hard because a lot of times you are sacrificing that. So then yeah. later on you can have more of that time. Yeah. Um, but time's coming, coming down, but I always want to ask some good questions, just <laughs> yeah. fun questions, you know, cause I, I, I love <laughs> this podcast and just being fun. And, uh, what are some of like maybe two, three most adventurous foods that you tried <laughs> in when you were traveling okay. and you don't even have to like them. Like, yeah. Maybe one that you really liked one that was super nasty. Yeah. So the first one that comes to my mind is something, uh, they make in South Korea called Sangnakchi, and that, uh, basically means a live squid. And so what happens is they boil a squid. Well, it's, it can be served raw, but it, they kill the squid. And they basically give it to you so it still moves. So it has those muscle reflexes. So when you put it in your mouth, the suction oh cups would like stick to your tongue and stuff. Uh, and it's, uh, it is not good, but uh, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> Did your girlfriend try it? Oh, no, she didn't go to Korea with me. Oh, okay, so, that was just you. Yeah, 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 that was just me. Um, so what was one that you like, you like really love? Like, man, I could eat this. Yeah. A whole week straight. <laughs> Icelandic hot dogs, hands down. Really? Uh, Iceland's known for their lamb and they make these lamb hot dogs. So and it's not like fake stuff in America. It's not fake stuff. <laughs> it's it not is the delicious. Stuff. Yeah, and you can get them anywhere, and they're famous for the hot dogs. I'm sure you they know, put different toppings them. on them. Yeah, they put like this sweet mustard on it, and this like they put you put like relish and and cut up onions. You put a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah, and it is uh, absolutely delicious. Um, it's like it's very much like a street food if they had one there. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's probably my favorite that I've had. Um, you know, we had a lot of freeze dry in Europe. <laughs> we can't oh, really yeah. go out. That doesn't, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, what was, uh, let's see, favorite place you've traveled so far? Oh, uh, wow. Um, I know it's probably hard, but like, yeah. if, if, probably I would say a place you could see yourself maybe living that you've traveled to. Uh, the big island in Hawaii. Um, I don't think I'd live on Oahu again. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to visit, but it's not really nice to live. Um, but the big island, I've just never felt more. It's just, it's kind of just one of those like weird spiritual things that when mm -hmm. you're out there and oh, there's volcanoes and, and there's the ocean and it's just, uh, it was one of the best, best, uh, I went out there for like three or four days, but one of the best nights ever in my life was out there. And, uh, so yeah, I definitely live there. Best place ever. Awesome. Awesome. How about your big coffee drinker? And it was funny that you said you weren't, but then your girlfriend kind of got <laughs> you into it, which is, yeah. which is good. You're. I want to be your girlfriend because she's a saint because, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. how much I love coffee. But what's your your go-to coffee drink? Um, at like a coffee shop, I usually just go with like the caramel latte. Um, oh, so you're one of those guys. Yeah, I'm <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I kind of like everything. A cortada is really good. Dude, I love cortadas. Cortadas man. are really yeah. good, yeah. Carlos has a really good cortada. You need to go while you're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I think it's called Cafe Ole. Uh, it's a, it's just black coffee and steamed milk. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. pretty good. Um, you so know your stuff. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So, uh, she's kind of taught me everything. Like, yeah, cause she's she, a barista. Yeah. Yeah. She'd like come back from class on barista school and like show me how it works. So I know like I, I've never done it, but I've like seen her like dial in and stuff. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, probably like the caramel latte 
or, uh, you know, my favorite coffee brand is probably like counterculture. They're pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, or like hub coffee and you definitely need to send me some, some coffee stuff. Oh, I'll, yeah. Obviously I'll pay for it, man. I'll yeah. <laughs> throw a little extra tip if you yeah. give me this stuff, but I definitely, I love trying different coffee. I had a, I don't know if you say quote unquote fan, but it's crazy. I got some, I guess, fan mail from, you know, and she, she gave me some coffee. So from, that's awesome. From Virginia. So oh, heck yeah. I think it was Virginia. Yeah, I think it was Virginia. And, uh, oh, it was amazing. And yeah. it was two different, like one of the medium dark, a medium dark blend. And then just a total dark blend. I'm a big right. black coffee drinker, um, but I'm not against the caramel lattes. Here and there. <laughs> um, I thought it was okay. So maybe last question, uh, actually two more real quick. Mm-hmm. So you're having a girl, you're, you're not single. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. I'm single. <laughs> I, so I want to get your perspective real quick. Just yeah. maybe touch on like a minute, yeah. 30 or <laughs> So my perspective is like, you know, this is for anyone out there owning a business content creator, whatever it is mm-hmm. in life, you know, it's like relationships, stuff like that. Yeah. I, right now I'm in this, you know, time where I'm like, okay, I have more money. I don't have to spend on relationship stuff, right? right. Going out to date. I also have more time for myself, for my business. Yeah. Like, so for me right now, I think single is the best way to go. Yeah. But then I've also heard other people, it's like, well, this person pushes me, uh-huh. offers me a different perspective. Yeah. Like it's actually worth the money, different things like that. Cause I think there's a balance and everyone's different. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the side of like singleness right now is amazing. Yeah. So what is your side with being an entrepreneur, business owner with having a relationship? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think that there's a right and wrong when it comes to this. Um, I love the Steve Harvey quote, uh, uh, man is nothing without its woman, mm. you know, and I firmly be- believe that you know, she's my rock. She's the reason why I do everything. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely lean on her and she, I don't think I would have done my business without her. She was someone I could vent to. So, um, but I, I understand what you're saying. I, I like this. Um, if you get in the dating world, uh, you know, where, whoever you are, make sure they understand what it's like to date an entrepreneur because it's not like dating someone else. You don't, there will be schedule. Yeah. Yeah. There will be days that you're not going to see them till three in the morning when they, you know, uh, crawl in the bed with you at three in the morning. I mean, so, and, and, you know, so I think being single is great. If you need to find yourself, you know, be single and, and spend the time on yourself. But I don't think there's anything You need to know who you are before dating. Hands down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely was it was definitely difficult at first, um, but you know, she's very supportive. So, yeah, I What's guess that's name? my take, Kristen. Kristen, yeah. Well, shout out to Kristen if you're listening to this. Thanks <laughs> for being a rock to my guys. So yeah. <laughs> that's cool and uh, helping him, you know, catch yeah. his feet and traveling with them. So. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, there's really no wrong. I think being single is also great for an entrepreneur because you don't have to you have that stress to, to pay attention and to focus and date yeah. that person. Well, one thing too is an exception mm-hmm. is you guys, before really starting this business, you guys venture together. You already yeah. had this friendship. It would be much different if you're trying to start this up and try to get to yeah. know a person. Cause that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I couldn't don't, do that. I, I don't, I, I've been on a couple of dates, but then I'm like thinking, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, it's not fair for the other person. It's too, not. You know? Yeah. And they need to like, you know, you just gotta, in a polite way, have them understand that. Cause a lot of people don't know. It's very different to date an entrepreneur. It just is, you know, you, mm-hmm. they're, they're always going to be that crazy person. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, six months into dating, we literally decided to live in a tent together in a foreign country, yeah. you know? So that kind of brought us together more than really anything in life. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're sleeping, bad. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no shower for weeks sometimes, uh, you know? So, um, after that you kind of were comfortable <laughs> to yeah. lean on them. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, well, sum it up, you know, I always ask like, what's your purpose in life, your purpose for everything real quick. Mm-hmm. What's that for you? Yeah. I think it's a great question. Um, I, when I was trying to find myself and I didn't know what I wanted to do, my next step, I 
went backwards and I wanted to go, what do I want to end my life? You know, what do I want it to be on my deathbed? And I summed it up that I want to make the world uh, better than what it was when I came into it. And on that scale too, you know, Mm -hmm. so you make the world better by volunteering, which, which I do. And I love, I highly recommend spending time and money to volunteer, but you know, I want to, to change the world for the better. And that's, that's my motivation and on, and I'll, you know, do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, man. That's really good. I love that. Can't, there's not many other things you can beat other than trying to make the world better. Yeah. And because that, when you make the world better, I mean, people become better, they love mm-hmm. more and they just find themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, I think it's really important. Yeah. It's awesome. But, it's awesome to help out people. Like, like, I don't know anyone that's like, oh, it was awful to help out that person that was in need. So I, really, <laughs> no, I hated I, that. <laughs> I, I regretted serving that person. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. I mean, just help out anyone that you can, you know, go out of your way and yeah, that's the point yeah. of life. You yeah, know? man. Well, thank you for being on. I appreciate it, dude. It's so good seeing you. Um, we'll definitely still definitely be keeping in touch. And uh, thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, do you want to actually, this is funny because I'll take this makes me feel good. Do you want to tell them what you texted me when you realized that you didn't have there? I didn't upload another podcast. Like you already listened to them. Remember that when you messaged me? <laughs> I think so. I don't remember what I said. I was like, I don't honestly remember, but it was like, uh, I was like, I, I'm like, yeah, literally your biggest fan. I'm always like checking to make sure like when is Christian upload? And I was like, man, yeah. I was like, I, I was pissed that you didn't yeah, upload that. Yeah. Like, 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 dude, I'm kind of like, like pissed that you don't <laughs> upload. Like I'm waiting for another episode. Like you need to upload more. He always tells me you need to upload yeah. more. And he's like, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, I don't want to like, you know, put too much content out there. But I don't think if you, if you make it quality, you can never put too much content, yeah. quality content. Right. You always need that. So yeah, man, thank you so much again for the mugs and yeah. the stickers I'll be giving out giving those stickers out to some special people, um, that are my life. And, um, but yet yeah, anywhere people can find you. Cause I know like you with other business stuff, there's some things you can say, but yeah. now's your time to shout out whatever you want to go for. Yeah. I can give my email. That's usually the best way to reach me. Um, is this your email right here? I can uh, say it. That's my, uh, work email. Okay, okay. So it just, uh, it's my first name, Xander, Z A N D E R, uh, seven, one, three, eight at Gmail. And so I love when people reach out, I'm kind of the same way. If anyone has a question, just needs someone to lean on, wants to talk about entrepreneurship, business ideas. I love working through people's ideas with them. Like a lot of people like, yeah, I got this idea and you know, I love making it a reality. So yeah, I mean, just, uh, usually emails the best. Um, yeah. Sweet man. Well, yeah, again, thank you, dude. It's been a blast and I can't wait to see you grow. And, uh, and I think you're going to be one of the, top, you know, entrepreneurs in the next five, 10 years. So (laughs) thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Hey again, guys, thank you for listening to this episode today. Hopefully there's something that you could take away from the episode and some sort of value you can apply to your life, whether that's trying to find, uh, finding your passions or just knowing your purpose. Um, two of the most important things you can do for yourself. Again, if you haven't guys, uh, give me a rate on the podcast. Let me know if I did a good job, thumbs up, or let me know if I did a bad job, thumbs down. And uh, don't be afraid to, to leave your honest opinion seriously. And, uh, you know, you can always reach out to me. I'd love to hear any questions or if you're pursuing your passions or you're, you're doing amazing or you're like, man, I'm, I need some advice in some sort of way. Or, you know, if people you want to reach out on the podcast, feel free to shoot me a text or give me a call slash voicemail, whatever. It's 816-714-9904. And also you can check me out on any, in any social media sites at christian.j.lynch. And then uh, the podcast page on Instagram is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. Again, guys, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process.
till next time.